taking a journey is possible with the right mindset and money. Well, walk with me and my guests, Leah Abney and Raksha Joshi, into a fun life where money is definitely a possibility. Well, hello, hi, and howdy. It's time to get you tuned in, turned on, and tuned up with your weekly dose of the Healthy Happy Fun Hour here on The Dorsey Show, where I help you to awaken your play, purpose, and pleasure, because it's my belief that happy people make healthier choices and just have way more fun along the way. And before I bring on my first guest, you guys know it's that time again where I'm feeling some kind of way and I'm feeling like I need another good news story to start the day. All right, well, y'all know I love a good story about fur babies because I have five kids doing crazy cute things, happy family stories, and obviously anything fart related. Why, you ask, Dorsey? Because it makes me happy. It makes me giggle, and I just have a great time. Well, today, you know, we are wrapping up this month, October of 2018, and I wanted to share some fun facts before it leaves us for good. On this day in 1964, the Rolling Stones, Stones. I mean, hello, we are a radio station, so we got to give a shout out to the Stones, appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show. Microsoft released Word version one in 1983. It's like, oh my gosh, that is that seems like a long time ago, and I've been using Word for quite a while. And in 1993, the Rocky Horror Picture Show made its TV debut on Fox, which that is one of my ultimate favorites, I'm sure a lot of you as well. October is also one of my favorites favorite months because it's adopt a shelter dog month it's also apple pie month caramel month cookie month pasta and pizza month you kind of get an idea here i think i need to eat breakfast before i come on the show a little more often and my favorite it's national month of sarcasm And you know, like I care if you wanted to know that or not. So you do. There you go. This should explain a lot of sass that I've seen and also that I've given here lately. Well, last week, my guest and I chatted about how to have fun with food again after it starts to play a little nasty with your tummy. And we're continuing that theme of fun today with how to have fun as you journey through this crazy thing called life. And my first guest is Leah Abney. She's a veteran, author, and a motivational speaker. Leah, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you so much. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> all right, so we're <laughs> on a journey. We're all on one. And, you know, hopefully it's going to be a really long one for everyone listening if you want it to be. I know I have a lot to do in this lifetime, and I am very fond of saying to everyone that I plan on being here until at least 125 <laughs> That's a good long while, don't you think? <laughs> you know, I want to be there right along with you. <laughs> well, of course. Although I'm sure there's some people going, oh, my Lord, I don't think I can handle that girl for 125 years. <laughs> hey, that's all right. You know, you that this, it may not be your show and I may not be your girl. For the ones that I'm their girl, they're probably like, yay, she's going to be around forever. <laughs> all right. So what kind of journey are you going to take us on today, Miss Leah? Well, the journey that I'm going to be taking on today is really something um, when you look at journey and based on the dictionary, Merriam-Webster, it says that a journey is something that is suggesting travel 
or a passage from one place to another, um, such as the journey from youth to maturity or a journey through time. When I think about the word journey, I think of it as a process of building something that would take you from one place to another. Oh, well, you know, that is true. You're always you're always putting one step in front of the other. And, and hopefully you're going forward and not backward on your journey. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're you're an author, which mm-hmm. is quite the journey for anyone who has written a book or is thinking about a book or, or writing anything, blogging, whatever. It can be very frightening. You know, it can be fun, frustrating, fascinating. And I am embarking on book number four as well. So tell me, you know, you're an author. So tell me about your first book. I think there's a story here. Your first book signing event and the journey there. Oh, absolutely. And congratulations on your fourth book. That is quite <laughs> Well, it's, you know, it's, it's a work in, as they say, it's a work in progress. And some things have changed, although, you know, I'm very, I'm very excited about you know, before long. And it probably won't be out until 2019. But we're not talking about that one. We're talking about you and your book, absolutely. because your journey, because as they say, there's a story there in that journey. Absolutely. And I actually call my journey, I gave my journey a name. I call it A Night at the Museum. And that, <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I love that show <laughs> or that movie. <laughs> and, um, and what it was about is, um, so this was my first book signing event. And it was a time to start and only one person showed up. <gasps> oh, that dreaded you plan an event and, you know, and they, like the movie, you know, if you build it, they will come. If you plan it, they will come. And then you're like, oh, nobody's here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? My heart dropped. My oh. heart absolutely dropped in that process. And I calmly walked up to a friend of mine that was there helping me. And I said to her, I don't know what to do. And she looked at me. Now, I'm going to explain the venue. Now, the venue was actually at a museum. Oh, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually at a museum. Okay. And she advised me. She says, you know, Leah, give it 10 minutes. Just give it 10 more minutes. And in actuality, I really just wanted to quit. You know, my thoughts were swirling, my emotions were swirling, and, you know, it was already about 10 minutes after, and I know a lot of you are like, well, that wasn't too long. Well, and still nobody showed up. And so what it was during that moment is I couldn't see the destination where Mm -hmm. I was going. Mm -hmm. And instead, I was more involved in how I was feeling and what I was seeing at that moment. And I couldn't see the possibilities of a night at the museum. Well, you know, that is a you come to a good point there, possibilities. And, you know, we do get stuck in the how. How is this going to happen? How is this going to work when we just need to take the steps on that journey? You know, and possibilities, that's a biggie that either thrills us or chills us. You know, we have Halloween coming up and sometimes it's more than Halloween that gives us a scare. You know, especially like you said, if you don't know the outcome and you you've never done it before. So what is it about possibilities that you do you think that can be either so scary or confusing to us? Well, I can tell you, it did feel like Halloween night. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I was going to say not night at the museum. It's more like, you know, uh, you know, you know, Jason and Jason and all of them coming after you. Absolutely. And it was it, what it was is, is something I couldn't see. I couldn't see the possibilities of that evening turning out the way I had previously imagined in my mind. And the first and I want to look at the word possibilities. You know, I'm a big word person. So yes. I always look at words and understanding what they mean. So I had to look at the word possibilities. And the first definition that I found states that is a state or a fact of being likely or possible or the likelihood of something. But I really like the second definition. And this was so amazing to me, Dorsey, is it is possibilities is a thing that may be chosen or done out of several possible alternatives. Now, this really spoke very loudly to me and my inner being that I can choose an alternative action to reach a desired outcome in my life or even during the book signing that can bring satisfaction and happiness in my life. I could not see that that evening because all I could see was what was happening. Well, you remember the night at the museum. I decided that evening that I would change my agenda. I would change my agenda that evening. And so starting out with the first performer that evening, I turned around and I decided, you know what? We're going to go and do the viewing of the James Brown exhibit. The museum was wonderful. The staff was wonderful. They opened up the James Brown exhibit for us. And I said, that will give enough time for people to show up. And guess what? It worked out perfectly. And they arrived, didn't they? They did. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's literally just getting out of our own energetic way to open a channel, open a door instead of like, how, 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 how. It's like, you know what? Let's just do something different. Let's change this. Let's change the spin I'm in. And literally, physically, you went and did something else. And guess what? It opened the door for people to be there. And they might have been late. There could have been traffic. Could have been something at home. You never know. We just make up a story because they're there. And, oh, my gosh, they're not here because, oh, you know, they don't want to be with me. They don't want to come see me or, you know, come read my book or whatever whatever, you know, all this nonsense that we make up. And I know one of the things you like to say is journey equals possibility. And so what do you mean by that? I really like that. So explain that to me a little bit. Yes, actually, as I was researching this topic, what I found is I found this quote. It says people who embrace possibility thinking are capable of accomplishing tasks that seem impossible because they believe in solutions. Possibility thinking increases your possibilities. Oh, I like that. Possibility thinking increases your possibilities. Well, it's true. It's kind of, you know, like to say, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. You're exactly right either way. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. However, like you said, there are sometimes there are situations where we tend to gravitate towards negative feelings that results in negative behavior. And then we kind of wonder, how do we get there? You know, that's so true, because sometimes when we're moving forward into, you know, a new journey, a new business, and we were both entrepreneurs, so you're stepping out or you're writing, whatever you're doing, it, you know, it's scary because you have not done it. And sometimes it doesn't seem fun because, again, you don't know the steps. And it seems like there's no possibilities other than a struggle. 
And so is it possible to change our thinking so easily and embrace a new possibility? It is. And sometimes it really is about just taking a step back and realize, you know what, I actually have an alternative than what I actually had. Because sometimes we get so stuck in that one thought or idea mm-hmm. in the well, I thank you. There was a somewhere you had an article. I don't know if I saw you posted or something that you I don't know. It's from the Hindu, I think. Uh, tell me about that article or that, that quote. It seemed like it really resonated with you. And I really wanted our, our listeners to hear that. Absolutely. Um, again, as I was researching, researching this word possibilities and understanding what I went through this, <laughs> during that night, because what I'm trying to achieve is a different um, emotion, a different behavior and how I respond to circumstances in my life. And so I came across this um, article from the Hindu and it says this, when we allow ourselves to look at possibilities, we are infused by hope, faith, and positive anticipation. Probability thinking tells us that outcome follows a cause and effect trajectory. So we might as well reconcile ourselves to what might happen and await the outcome. That we have that we have a choice to cause change in attitude and thinking is absent. Okay, well I don't like that way of thinking. <laughs> You know, I don't like that way of thinking either. Yeah. You that, you know what, I just have to sit and wait for things just to happen because A, B, and C surely equals C. And there's no alternative. Whereas in possibility thinking, it allows you to say, you know what, there's more than one way to get something done or achieve a certain outcome and that way, I don't have to immediately go into a state of disappointment. That's true. Or the spin. Like I said, that how is what keeps us from having fun in our lives or creating the pleasure that we want or even finding our way to what our purpose is because we don't know or we get scared, you know, and and that mm-hmm. is something that we are here to let people know, hey, you know, we've all been there, done it. If you just change your way of thinking to, hey, this is possible. And if I don't know step A, guess what? There's a whole range of alphabet left for me to go through to make some <laughs> steps. <laughs> well, Imagine that. Imagine that if you look at it as twenty six letters, twenty six alternative ways to get something done. Exactly, and then whatever way works, you know. Well, those twenty five are the ways I'm not going to try again, or I'll tweak and do differently. Well, many things are possible if you believe it first. Believing before seeing is key to creating your new possibilities. How to do that up next. She laughs a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's fun. Oh my gosh, I'm like so excited. She's quirky. Fantasmagorific. She's Dorsey. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> this is the Dorsey Show on Final Draft Radio. Welcome back to the Dorsey. The, the, the Dorsey. I don't even know where I am. The Dorsey Show. And I'm joined with Leah Abney, veteran author and motivational speaker. And for those of you that are just tuning in, we were discussing how to have fun choices and create a journey full of inspiring possibilities. Well, in this segment with Leah, we're going to take our first steps into a new possibility and figure out how to create a fun, pleasurable journey now. Leah, does that sound good? 
That sounds good to me. Okay. Okay. Well, Leah, I want to change my course or the course of my journey for many reasons. You know, I'm always changing something. I mean, my poor husband sometimes probably doesn't even know who he's coming home to. It could be a different hair color, could be a different haircut, and I'm always wearing crazy stuff. And there's no telling. I'm sure he, I don't know, he may actually be excited like, ooh, I'm always coming home to a new woman. This is kind of cool. Might be why we've been together for 23 years. I don't know. Well, how can, (laughs) so how can I do this, you know, taking a journey, changing the course of my journey without causing those, you know, fear monsters to go into overdrive and stall me? Actually, there's just two key areas that I want to focus on today, and that would be accountability and mentor. Ooh, accountability. Now, that's a good word. It can be an inspiring word. It can be a little intimidating, you know, and it's it's one I see a lot of people. I'm sure you see it on social media, too. They're looking for you see them. You know, there's accountability partners, there's accountability groups, there's all kinds of stuff out there. What does this mean to the process of creating a successful journey um, to you with accountability? Absolutely. So accountability is the opportunity and responsibility to uphold the legacy and to strengthen your family and your business is the way that I look at it. And it's a conscious decision to change your thought process in the midst of an environment that might be uncomfortable at the time. And accountability doesn't necessarily mean that it's perfection. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I want you to say that again, because that's something so many people get stuck on is that word perfect or striving for perfection instead of just striving for right now. So say that again. I love that. Yes, absolutely. I would state that again is that accountability doesn't necessarily mean perfection. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect in that process. Boom. Mic drop. We're done. There's your nugget for the day. (laughs) (laughs) okay you can go ahead and go on now I just I want you know so many of us get stuck in that word you know oh it's got to be perfect you know with your event oh my gosh it's got to be perfect and people have to be here at the perfect time and you get stuck in that dead gum perfect and then you never take a step doing anything oh I just imagine if I had stayed in perfect during that night at the museum (gasps) I've been able to experience the whole evening and I'm going to share that as we get to the end about the grand finale. What actually happened at the end? Oh, oh, oh I'm excited. So, okay, so go ahead with your accountability. Tell me, tell me, how can I be accountable? So with being accountable, um, we sometimes fall into that mindset, which can delay results we are desiring. Again, with that perfection. And this means also doing what is necessary, even when all eyes are not on you. So mm-hmm. even when you don't have a lot of people watching you, you still want to be accountable. You know, even that evening, I still had to be accountable for my attitude that evening so that the evening could still have a great atmosphere and not make people feel uncomfortable. And just because no one is looking, it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter because it matters in your life journey. You know, that is so true because you know, people forget, I, we talk about it quite a bit on the show, just different energy and words have power because we're both authors and we both know the power of a written word can move somebody to to tears, to fits of giggles or, you know, trying to hide behind a pillow because it's a very frightening story or something, you know, and I am one of those I try very hard to no matter what I do in, say, like the public eye, I do the same away from there because you know how you do anything. 
is how you do everything. Oh, wow. That's perfect. I love that saying. It is true, isn't it? I mean, if you're going to do it when no one's watching, you'll be the exact same person, if maybe not more so than when everyone's watching. Because I, I don't like those who do one say, one thing and say the other. Those drive me crazy because that's an integrity. It's like gone. Uh, exactly. And that's why accountability is so important. You're not. And the thing about it is a lot of people don't realize that you're accountable to yourself in that process. Yes. Well, so you mentioned another one. Your, your second mm-hmm. suggestion was mentor. And I fully believe and I think we both agree in finding people who are far beyond where you are now and where you want to be. Follow them, engage with them, work with them, whatever the case may be. So let's talk a little bit about why you feel so strongly about mentors. Yes, I felt very strongly about mentors having a mentor. <laughs> I didn't realize how important it was um, a- until I started this process. And the reason why is because you want to be able to have somebody around you that has some experience that you're looking to either emulate or have modeled to you. And not only that, you want somebody that is a trusted advisor in that process. You know, someone that is without judgment. Um, someone to speak with to help you with um, alter- your alternative choices because we're talking about possibility thinking. Mm-hmm. So you want to have somebody that you can bounce those alternative ideas off of. So when things change, when things are happening, guess what? If one thing does not work, you won't get so emotional distressed over the outcome or what's <laughs> going on at that time. And you can immediately, immediately be able to adjust your thinking and go to the second alternative. And so having somebody, a mentor to be able to talk to you about that. Um, and not only that, to have somebody that's not always telling you what you want to hear so that you can soar at the time you need to soar. There is a process of falling in anything that you do, I think. Mm-hmm. That is true. And you need to not be afraid to fall or dare I save it, even fail at a step. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying overall failure, just you may fail at a step or falter and you need to be okay with that. Absolutely. Being okay. But one of the things I want to say is um, about the characteristics of the mentor. I mentioned a lot of that with the mentor does, but I haven't mentioned anything about the mentee. And that is where the biggest responsibility comes and accountability comes is with the mentee, not so much with the mentor. Yes, we want the mentor to be there. But guess what? When it's all said and done, you as the mentee, you're the one that has to make the decisions and you have to keep it going and you have to make the change in your journey. Well, you know, something that I've heard before, and it really is true, and you're talking about having a mentor, and, and we both said, you know, we, we agree having someone far beyond where you are so that you know mm-hmm. know that, yeah, someone's done it and I can get there. And I yeah. I really remember this and try with, especially when I'm doing about to do really big things, don't tell big ideas to small minds. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, right? Because those are the, the ones that can't see the step and are afraid to take the journey because they're afraid of the new possible, which could be their best fun, whatever. They're, they'll be the ones that they're concerned about. you. Oh, I don't know. That may not work. You may not want to do that. You know, are you sure you can do it? When if you tell the right mentor who can really see through all the bull, they'd be like, OK, yeah, yeah I hear that. And... And instead of but and here's how you can fix it and get to your next greatest. So don't tell big ideas to small minds. Absolutely. Now, imagine that night and I'm going to tell you about the grand finale. Okay. 
Imagine that night, if I had turned around and had somebody say, you know what, Leah, you're right. Instead of having that one trusted advisor that was there that says, Leah, give it 10 minutes. So when I gave it that 10 minutes, yeah, I was able to adjust my agenda. We went into the James Brown um, exhibit and guess what? Those that were there, they had never seen a James Brown exhibit. So they absolutely enjoyed it. And I turn around and I say, you know what, guys? We don't have a lot of people here. I said, welcome to my home. I said, welcome <laughs> to my mansion. <laughs> there, you just claim it. Oh, I did. I said, welcome to my home. I said, this is a private party. You're getting ready to view the James Brown exhibit in my home. We are then going to go back into my mini theater and we're going to have a private experience. And then we're going to go downstairs and we're going to have a time of networking and get to know one another. It was approximately 15 of us that ended up being there. And I'm telling you, it was a night at the museum. Well, that just, I love that. And I'm glad, you know, and here's the thing. When you plan something, no one other than you knows if something didn't turn out right. If something didn't happen the way it's supposed to, nobody knows that other than you, right? Well, before we head out, I want to make sure that if, you know, anyone listening is interested in chatting with you and taking their journey into a possible new step in in future and need some mentoring or just, you know, a new friend, how can they get in touch with you, Miss Leah? Absolutely. I'm on all social media and you can find me at Leah, that's L-I-A, Abney, that's A, B like a boy, N like in November, E-Y, L-L-C. And then also you can find me at my website at Leah Abney, L-L-C dot biz. Well, thank you so much for being here today with us, Leah. And up next, women and money. We like to make it, spend it, and oftentimes not think about it and where it comes from. You know, can you say sugar daddy? Why it should matter more to us up next. Want to hear more Dorsey Show? Check out our audio archives when you follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe in iTunes and Google Play and listen to every episode every week. This is the Dorsey Show. All right. Well, welcome back to the Dorsey Show. I am now joined by Raksha Joshi, who is a life transition coach. And it's time to get into some fun with some real fun money, 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 money. No, not funny money. The real deal. Greenbacks, dinero, moolah. (laughs) Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Well, Raksha, welcome back to the show. Raksha. Yes, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> well, women, women and money, you know, why we need to have it and be clear about how to keep it. You know, that, that's a big thing, you know, and women are typically the caretakers of the family. And more often than not, we don't take care of or look to our own health in terms of physical, which a lot of times we don't, or the financial health. Unfortunately, and, you know, it's a fact that women are outliving women, women are outliving women, (laughs) women are outliving men, we're outliving ourselves. And this statistic has been increasing since the 1950s. And in a lot of cases, they are, or we end up being the head of the household. So we do end up being head of the household. And we need to know what's coming in and what's going out. And at the same time, we need to know if there's an emergency what's going to happen. Um, So it's very important. The way I look at money is like water. 
we have to drink eight glasses a day to keep it healthy, guess what? We also have to do the same with our money. Not glasses, but at least <laughs> know where it's going, right? That would be nice um, if you could just drink a glass of money and it just like all of a sudden multiplies and, you know, and my favorite thing, hey, you just poop out a whole bushel of money. <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be awesome? That, that would be fun. <laughs> It would be money on demand. Oh my gosh! But, um, oh, if you hey, if you can create something that you could eat or drink or consume, and you would literally be your own like you know pooping money machine, girl, I will invest in that all day long and twice on Sunday. I'm telling you, <laughs> and well, honestly, it's just like going to the gym and asking a personal trainer to create a workout routine for you that works specifically for you to get you into healthy shape and it's baby steps right your sure. so money is the same thing um ask the questions there's so many good books on the market that you could read and educate yourself and a lot of uh, cities now we even have like meetup groups and stuff where women are educating women on managing their money and investment you mention investment to people and it's like oh my gosh i don't have that kind of money you really don't need it. What you need is a little bit to start off with. And it's like, you know, count your pennies and you'll soon have a dollar. Well, I was going to so, say, because, you know, even the money that jingles is still money. And people forget about that. So <laughs> I'm glad you said that. It's, hey, money's money. <laughs> and that one penny could be the difference between big six figures or that seven figure. You know, I'll take that penny if it'll kick me over into seven figures. <laughs> You know, sometimes people, you go to the shops and stuff and people will say, well, it's only a few pennies over. And it's like, those few pennies add up. And a lot of banks are offering like this roundup program where they'll run, round it off to the next dollar and put it in a savings account for you. Let them do that because before you know it, I mean, just check, do a check for a month. You'll see how much money you save. And you know, everything counts. That's true. You know, my husband's not real big on change, and so he'll get a whole bunch of it, and he'll throw it somewhere or whatever, and then I'll keep it in a little container, and when the container gets full, I'll take it, you know, one of those coin machines, and it never yeah. fails when the thing is full. It's a good, you know, 60 to $80. I mean, hey, that's a nice meal out or something that you just didn't even think about because of the, the loose change. It's always the little things, isn't it, with money or life or journeys. It's never the big stuff. It's always the little things you have to take small steps to get to the big place it's like you know it takes a, every single drop creates an ocean same thing with the money every penny creates your wealth so um it's just educating ourselves and embracing it i know ladies don't like talking about money but you know what it's life it's well, something that's mm -hmm. part of life that gives you the fun part <laughs> of living your life. And we're all about fun here. You know, I talked with my guest earlier, Leah, about life as a journey of possibilities. And money is definitely a journey. You know, good or bad, it's definitely a crazy path, especially for us ladies, right? When we have it, it is fun. That is definitely fun. And when we don't, it certainly creates a stressful journey for everyone around us, And unfortunately. So what would be a good step to think about first to get started on a profitable money journey that's not going to cause you a lot of, you know, frustration, angst, fear? I would say if you don't have an emergency fund, that would be the first step I recommend anyone to take. 
is start saving, even if it's only $5 a week or something, save up for that emergency fund and put it somewhere where it's accessible, but it's also working for you. Um, like a good savings account with maybe um, credit unions. Um, credit unions usually work better uh, with people as far as interest and stuff is concerned. And then put it in a revolving um, CD. You know, if you, if you don't want to go into the stock market, put it into a revolving CD where um, you can put small amounts so that there's always something available for you should an emergency arise. And really, that is what an emergency fund is for the unexpected that happens. Um, that way, you know, should something happen, you've got a little bit to sustain you. My rule of the thumb is usually 8 to 12 months of an emergency fund. Um, and then start your investing journey. Or you could split it up. You could be putting something away towards your emergency fund and at the same time taking small steps into investment. Um, there are some amazing investment um, opportunities now, especially with real estate and stuff, where you don't have to be the sole person. You can actually go into it with a group of people. Um, and these are all regulated. So um, I recommend women start small. And honestly, you guys, we women, we know how to network. Oh, my gosh, we so, do, don't we? <laughs> so use it. I mean, you've got the knowledge. It's actually a gene that was put into you. Um, just develop it and use it. It is a journey. It's a beautiful journey. Well, you know, speaking of, of putting money away, you know, there are some I've I found this just there was somebody on LinkedIn, actually. And there's this really nifty little spreadsheets or you can find tables. Again, you can get with my best friend Google and find a whole lot of things and you can download for free that, you know, you can say put my you're talking about putting a little bit of money away and you can do it weekly. You can do it monthly. And by the end of the year, it's amazing, you know, to, depending how much you put is sort of a you either start big at the beginning of the year and put away you know a lot each week or you start small and then build up to the end of the year and it's amazing what you can have you know by the 12 month period or by December if you want to save it for the holidays or you're starting an emergency fund you know if if you make it fun a fund emergency fund excuse me if you make it fun you know like something like that it's like a little game like ooh, how much can I put in here and stick with it you know you're more likely to do it and then reach your end result Honestly, that's what it is. It's like, you know, when you go to the gym and you start off with the 10-pound weight, and then before you know it, in six months, you're up to lifting 80, 90 pounds. That's what money is. You start off really small, and you mentioned a wonderful thing about the free tools that you have available online. They're amazing to train you. Um, And I'll tell you one of my favorite things. When I was growing up, my grandmother was a big one on this one. She she created these little mason jars for me. And it was like a holiday fund, clothing fund, and I want to have a party fund. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There's there's the fun. (laughs) Right. And what she would do is, like, when she gave me pocket money, she would just tell me, 
well, what are you going to do? And she left the choice up to me. And everything for me was gone. I mean, clothing, are you crazy? Every season, there's a new fashion thing that you've <laughs> got to have. Um, but before I knew it, it was like, oh, my gosh. And I, this is the reason being the jars were clear. I could see the money growing. And it was like amazing. Just that fun part of it. Um, so I suggest what works for you. You can call it a lipstick fund. Some people call it a shoe fund. Um, some people call it a vacation fund. Um, call it whatever you want to, but put something in it. So when you need it, you can go into that fund and pull it out. I know there's a lot if of have- lot of lis- listeners that would be like, oh, I'm going to have a wine fund <laughs> or a beer oh, fund. Are you, <laughs> are you kidding me? You know, what, whatever I- works. There are days I wake up and I go, obviously, there's got to be a happy hour going on somewhere. Well, you know, there's that song Um, with Jimmy Buffett. You know, it's five o'clock somewhere, somewhere on the planet. When we wake up, they are already at happy hour. I know they are. (laughs) Exactly. So make money your happy hour. Oh, I like that. You know, you know, it's true. When you can wrap it around something fun, it takes that, you know, there's there's such a stigma around money, sadly, you know, especially with women. And so with anything we can do, and I love that your grandmother did the clear because it's such a visual because we're so visual with so much that we do. If you can see it and, ooh, it's, you know, even put little hash marks like, ooh, it's growing here. And then you come in and put some, ooh, look, it's reaching the next hash mark. It's something about that. And, you you know, you you have a tendency or less of a tendency to get in it and spend it exactly it's like getting stars in kindergarten for doing something right right <laughs> yes <laughs> give your give yourself some stars for saving some money <laughs> exactly i mean it's, it's like people say you know money is everybody's preference like some people are happy just being able to pay their bills and having a pizza other people they want to take like three vacations every year so it's your preference. It's what you want for yourself. I just say be healthy with it at any point so that you can live a really, what do you say? Fun. For me, it's my... Pleasurable. <laughs> well, it's just fun. It's like, for me, it's like having the freedom to do what I choose to do when I choose to do it. Exactly. And we li- we do live in a currency society, so you do need the moolah, the greenbacks, or dinero to do in order to do it. Well, you know, health unfortunately. and... Unfortunately. Well, fortunately, you know, it's, it is what it is, so that's okay. Well, health, yeah. and, health and wellness affects everything from your waist to your wallet. Why it's healthy to be wealthy up next. Miss part of today's show or a previous episode? Find them on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. This is the Dorsey Show. Want to hear more Dorsey Show? Check out our audio archives when you follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe in iTunes and Google Play and listen to every episode every week. This is the Dorsey Show. Welcome back to the Dorsey Show, and I am joined here by Raksha Joshi, and we are talking money, money, money. 
Well, wealthy can mean many things to many people. Enough to pay your bills, money left over. We were talking about this briefly before the break, you know, for the movie or pizza, or enough to buy a new vehicle or take a trip or multiple trips. No matter what your definition of wealth is, it's not good for your physical health to be on the struggling side of money. Well, you know, Raksha, there's a speech that I give where I talk about this very thing, you know, and that's one of what I was saying when we went to the break. Health and wellness affects everything from your waist to your wallet. And as entrepreneurs, we work hard to create this legacy for our families. And do you and I say, do you want to get to the point where you're ready to enjoy the fruits of your labor? Or do you want to be in such a depleted state that your family and friends will be enjoying it while you watch? And that's it. Do you want to be the watcher or do you want to be the doer? Um, <laughs> I'm a doer. Dang it, I made exactly. it. I'm going to do what I want with it. <laughs> but it's so much more fun in the doing part of things. And I think um, the reason I insist or I stress people start off small is when they see it growing, they get into it. They get lit up about it. So everything becomes a challenge. Um, there's a there's so many games out there about money. And the one I grew up with was Monopoly, like most of the ladies. <laughs> True. I had a Monopoly. <laughs> right? Remember all those hotels and those houses you wanted to build and stuff? Oh, man. So, yes. You wanted to rack up as many of those suckers as you could get. Right. And then you were so proud if you go up Park Avenue or something. Oh, my gosh. Was that like, was the bomb right there, wasn't it? It was. Everybody wanted to own it. Everybody wanted to have somebody that got stuck there so they would end up paying you rent. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's what it should be like. It should be a game, a game that you love, something that lights you up. It could be anything. You might be interested in fashion. It could be um, your backyard. It could be anything, but create something that you can say, oh my God, this is what I want. This is what I strive for. And we all have something that lights us up, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So when we, it's the same way. When you start off small, first you may not like it because you haven't educated yourself. But just the way we go to a personal trainer and have them show us how to pick those dumbbells up or how to do the lifts or how to do your yoga poses, talk to people about it. There's so many people in your community that will give you information for free. Libraries have some amazing people that will come and do that. Um, I've seen a lot of people talking about baby, baby boomers. And Dorothy, did you know I just found out that Every single day, 10,000 people turn 65. 10,000 people? Whoa! And they they call it the boomer tsunami. The (laughs) boomer? It's a boomer tsunami. (laughs) I burst out out laughing when I heard that terminology, boomer tsunami. Oh, my goodness. But guess what? There is so much knowledge out there free for the taking and I tell you I've made your best friend Google my best friend now <laughs> hey hey now it's supposed to be my best friend that's well you know what it can be your best friend Google's my BFF 
Well, the way I look at it, you're in a different time zone than me. So it's okay if I take a little time from Google. Okay, that's true. Um, That's true because I get it earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can be BFS with Google too. Okay. I'm not taking away from your time with Google. But it has some amazing resources. Take it. If you have questions, reach out to me. You guys have my information. I will be more than glad to point you in the right direction. Um, even come up with a, p- a plan for you guys. So just do it. You know, there's so much to it. And make yourself healthy and wealthy. Well, you know, the just point- just like, you know, starting off with, with a healthy exercise plan, you have to just take that start, you know, that take, take that step. It's like we talked earlier, it's a journey. The journey starts with a step into creating a healthy life and healthy portfolio, whatever that looks like for you. You have to take that first step. And now, granted, I'm not, I'm not saying that you should strive for or live a crazy, stressful life chasing the almighty dollar. I'm not saying that at all. I don't advocate that because too many people chase it so heavily that they chase themselves into a a lot of illness or an early grave. When we respect our bodies, they're typically in a healthier state and it functions as it should. And then when we respect our finances, however small you start, however big you start, whatever or however big it grows, then it too will be healthy. It'll grow and provide for us in the ways that we want and and more importantly, the ways that we need it as we grow. Because remember, we talked earlier about how women are outliving men. So we have to be good stewards of the money that comes into our realm to us exactly um you have to take care of you at the end of the day and what i'm saying about that is when you're in a stronger position but that old saying the hand that moves the neck is usually the woman oh that's true do you remember that yes well, now we, we now need to be the neck We've seen the hand for way too long. It's time to be the neck. Mm. And make these choices for yourself. We've always done it. Think about it, Dorothy. Our grandparents, our mothers, they always managed the house. They were given an X amount and they managed to do it, pay all the bills and feed us and clothe us and celebrate the holidays and what they were given. So we know how to manage our money. It's just we've been told for so long that we don't, that we've started believing it. That's true. So I so I just tell ladies, hey, be the neck. Forget about the hand. <laughs> exactly. And use you know? that brain sits on top of that neck. And if you need more help than Google, definitely you can reach out to to you. So before we continue our conversation, how can they reach out to you if they have some questions about, you know, creating, even if it's a small fund, just to start a step? How can they reach out to you, Raksha? Well, they can shoot me an email at Raksha Joshi. 0960 at gmail.com with what they're looking to do and where they want to start and stuff. And I will get back to you within 48 hours with, with an appointment where we can have like a virtual coffee. Oh, Darcy, I discovered these virtual coffees. Amazing. I could be talking to somebody across the continent and be able to see them and share a cup of coffee. 
and not leave my house. I know, isn't that That's nice? An amazing thing. <laughs> I love, I love you know, it. Zoom and all these, you know, live platforms where you could literally have a cup here. You could be having a cup there, and, you know, where you are. You're in Florida, and I could be having a cup here at my house, you know, around the Galveston yeah. area. And hey, different time zones, but we're still having a nice cup of coffee and getting to know each other. Well, exactly. I want to give me one or two additional tips of how, for the women listening, or you know, for the guys if you if you ever single parent and you are raising a daughter you know you want her to be successful and not have to depend on anyone else so how can they start their journey to healthy finances on their own any questions any fears you have face them ask questions there are so many resources and like I said if you don't want to go to a total stranger or something reach out to me I will get back to you and I will have that conversation as far as the young daughters and stuff are concerned, honestly, ask them to be a demand of what their worth is. Ooh, I they're like that. Doing, yeah, they're, they're doing the same work as a guy. Demand you be paid the same. I like that. No matter and what we're doing, we should be, whoever you are, we should be getting equal for equal, no matter what. Exactly. And we bring so much to it, Right. Women are responsible for the way communities turn out, the way I look at it, because we are the ones that train the kids. We are the ones, we are the first teachers of our children. That is true. So we, we have the power to become whoever we choose to be. Well, and I choose to say thank you so much again for for <laughs> being on the show. It was always, as always, a pleasure to have you here. And I'm going to wrap up with a little dollop of Dorsey here. And we're talking about stages of life and money here. You and I were talking about it, and so is my wrap-up. There's a teen age where you have time and energy and no money. There's the working age where you have money and energy and no time. Then old yeah. age where you have time and money and no energy. Well, for those of you that are ready to change your mindset around money, health, and wellness, make sure that you also, for one thing, reach out to Raksha Joshi. And then also, too, I've got a workshop this weekend. We still have a few spots left, so make sure you come out. We'll change your mindset. And there's a wonderful community that we're bringing together, and that is at bit.ly forward slash divine and play. Well, that's it for this episode of the Healthy Happy Fun Hour here on The Dorsey Show. Make sure to join me here every Thursday. 10 a.m. Central Standard Time on Vinyl Draft Radio. My wish for each and every one of you, as always, until next time, is that you are happy, healthy, and have a ton of fun on your journey to new possibilities and hopefully have tons of money without you having to poop it out. Big Texas love and hugs to each and every one of you. Bye for now.